In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today, with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky. I just love to say it that way. Doris Rivas Brecky. Me too. Isn't that a fun name? <laughs> yeah. Because Sandra Beck just sounds like, I don't know, like I'm a German Nazi guard. Sandra Beck. Yes, and then, of course, there's Fairy Lights, Christy Holly. <laughs> I have returned from Disneyland. You safely. have returned from Disneyland. Lucky you. Was it a good time? It was a great time. Everybody was pleasantly sweet and nice. The kids were good. My husband was good. <laughs> your, your fourth child behaved? <laughs> yes. Usually, it's, he can, sometimes he can be a nightmare. Because <laughs> he doesn't like people, crowds, and, you So know. he will save them as firemen, but he doesn't really want to be around them. Yes. Well, I get that, though. You know, so. I'm a little bit like that, too. I like to save the world and keep to myself. <laughs> So, yes, we had a great time. It was fun. I'm glad we got to go. So That is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to take my kids to see the Disneyland lights. We have never seen them. And um, so, you know, that's on my list of things to do before I die. They might be 30. I might get them there. <laughs> they may be taking you. <laughs> they might be taking me. Be like, ooh, we're going to push Mom around in a wheelchair and so we can go to the front of the line. I know, yes. <laughs> I will then have earned my maternal value. <laughs> Oh, not a bad idea. It isn't. Well, you know, we're getting into crunch time. We're two weeks before Christmas. This, I think, is the most stressful time of the year for moms, hands down. Hands down. We can give birth. We can, you know, throw a meal together at the last minute. We can stitch up, you know, Halloween costumes, you know, out of, I don't know, fibers from the bottom <laughs> of the laundry. You know, it's amazing what we can do. You know, that makes good pirate hair, by the way. i got to tell you, laundry list. Um, but, uh, yeah, crunch time and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the stress. I am feeling the stress too. And I don't know why, if that's why I've been sick, but I have been going and going and I have two big Christmas parties coming up, two family Christmas parties at my house. So you must clean. Well, yeah. One is my husband's family. Like they decided to come to your own. Not, well, his aunt decided, hopefully nobody's listening, not to do it because somebody couldn't come. So they were too sad that they couldn't do it. So I, you know, and if we don't do it, we don't see each other. Right. So I said, well, we'll do it. And now it's like this big, giant, huge monster. But we'll all be there. But it's just, it's very stressful to get, you know, have all the right things 
do the right things, get the house clean, keep it clean. Keep it clean. And then, and that's a trick with three little kids under the age of eight, keeping it clean. (sighs) You know, I can clean this house. Me too. You know, I can get my house clean. I just can't keep it clean on a daily basis. I can't either. It's crazy. And then next week, and I haven't done my Christmas shopping. And then the following week, the kids are out of school and... I've got to keep my house clean, so no child care, three kids, out of school, no Christmas shopping, and then party yeah. number two on Christmas Eve. <sighs> like, um, now that's for your family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's rough. That's a rough week. You know, it's, it's a lot of people that'll yeah. be there. So yeah. at least be like 38 to 40 people on each each party. And of course, <laughs> if the kids wow. and I come, <laughs> you know, then they'll just be more. Um, no, it's very hard. I mean, I'm getting ready for my dad. My dad is coming out from my sister's house in Denver. He's going to spend the next couple months with me. Yay. Yay. We love dad because he fixes things. Um, he is so great. He is so great. He, he is really great is. Dad. I love him. It's going to be a little hard for me, I'll be honest. I've lived on my own for almost five years with nobody other than the kids. I know. It's going to be a, a you got to, I can't do my weird, like, I was thinking about that this morning. I had my vegetable juice for breakfast. I juiced vegetables for breakfast. I had a hamburger and french fries at 11. Then I had Doritos and a Diet Coke. And my dad's going to be like, uh, nope. He's like three square meals a day, you know, because my dad's a traditionalist and my dad is stable. My dad <laughs> is not me. So it's going to be interesting to see how my hippie bohemian lifestyle will merge with, you know, our Navy traditionalist. Well, there'll have to be some adjustments. Yes, on both parts, I yes. think. Yes. And your dad will, I think he'll just mend right in. I think he'll, I think he'll, he's going to get it. I he, think. Does. He, he does. He does. He does. It's just that, you know, we all during the holidays have to kind of bob and weave and we've got to be flexible and we have to recognize we can only do what we do, which is the topic of today's show. We've talked about it in the past. Um, we're going to do lots of shows on this because we all, as working moms, stay-at-home moms, it's like, I hate that delineation because just because you stay at home, it implies that you don't work. I know. You know, my sister made a comment, even though she wasn't really directing it towards me. She's like, oh, I wonder why I'm so tired. And she goes, and we were all, like, in the kitchen doing stuff. And she goes, oh, yeah, I worked. And my mom was, like, all, like, <gasps> she's like, Christy works. I mean, she got really mad. And my sister was like, I didn't mean it. But it was still, like, but it's that implied. Like, I work all the time. I work every morning. I'm like, um, yeah. Right, right. And you so are. <laughs> and in addition to that, you are a mobile notary, and you do notary work as needed. Yep. And then you have a job where you go down and take care of your grandma yep. as a paid position. Right. So, but those are not recognized, you know, as a job. It's like right. even me. I, I, I actually find myself defending myself these days, which is really funny, you know, because I own a company. It's incorporated. There's 140 moms that work for me on a regular basis, but because I do it out of my home, mm-hmm. I am somehow like busted down in rank to, you know, something, you know, above basket business, <laughs> you know, and below soap creation. I mean, you know. It's amazing. It's amazing the perception. And then we as moms, I think it's that competitive thing between women. You do? I do. I think it is. It's like that. Because it seems that pecking order with moms. It's like the working moms. You know, they're a full-time working mom. And yeah, but every one, most every one of the, well, a lot of them, not most, will 
in in their dream job would be to work from home, to sure. have run their business out of their home. They just don't know how to do it. Right. So then it becomes, you know, they don't know how how to, you know, they're they want to do the same thing you're doing. Right. But they can't do it, so then why not talk about it? Right, exactly. Well, it's the same thing, I think, with moms who have the luxury of not working full-time out of the house, you know, and they can be a full-time homemaker. But I look at, like you, Chris, I look at you, you do as much work, if not more, than I do. I mean, we run ourselves ragged for our families, for our, you know, work, for everything. And I just think we just need to, like, say, okay, mother's work, period. (laughs) Not work at home, not work out of the home, not stay-at-home mom, not any of this stuff, because... The only people that are truly a stay-at-home mom, I don't know any of them, maybe they're rich, they stay at home, they have a housekeeper (laughs) and a nanny, I don't know what they do all day, but most of the ones I know that are even remotely in that situation, they do huge philanthropic work. Right. You know, it's like, who sits around all day? Nobody. (laughs) So we're just going to banish that, but um, it's that balance. It's that balance that I know I struggle with. I struggle with it a lot. I do, too. You know, with this holiday stuff coming up, it's like, you know, my Christmas presents are in the guest bathtub covered by a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I love it. They haven't been wrapped. I'm like, Dad, how are you at wrapping? And I remember my dad, you know, when I was, my mom was very sick when I was growing up. My mom was sick pretty much my whole life, but um, she was in the hospital one time. My sister was in my birthday. I was like, maybe 11. I wanted a tennis racket. My dad took the sport mark bag and like wrapped the tape around it. And I don't even think he stuck a bow on it. So I don't know how much I can lean on him for present wrapping, but maybe he can take the boys to the movies or something while I wrap. He would do that. You know, but it's all that time consuming stuff. It's the cooking, you know, keeping it clean and then selecting gifts for everybody that your kids are going to look, no, I don't want this. No, I don't. So yeah, well, it's depressing talk radio with yeah. our moms. Complainers. <laughs> no. Maybe, Doris, you have anything uplifting for us? Please don't come with any heart attack stuff today. Oh, do you have any news oh. you can use? Well, uh, I do have, but uh, it's not very uplifting. Oh, um, God. No, I'm teasing you. <laughs> well, well, this one's a warning one, especially because we're talking about the holiday. I got this, of course, off my ABC World News. And um, it has to do with the uh, credit card and debit card scams. And it just got ratcheted up because they found that uh, they're cloning the credit card, debit card numbers at major retail places. And before it was more isolated, like at mom and pop places where it was easier. Well, they just found it at big retail chains like Lucky Supermarket, and they named a couple others. And... uh, uh, they said to be, you know, very aware because where it's happening is at the self-service checkout areas, you know, where you do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. And the people are setting up their little machines there be- because there's less uh, personnel there. Right. So they're setting sure, they're up not watching. Cloning. Yeah, exactly. So they said there wasn't any really uh, alert they could say other than be more aware when you're running your car through that machine area. Because if it looks just a little bit odd, or if you just feel something, double double check because you know maybe something's going on, and go to another checkout and hopefully report it to personnel uh, people to go and check out 
whatever you were feeling. So I just thought that was really important to announce, especially on this station, because, you know, the you mothers are out there shopping for all your loved ones and so forth. Absolutely, and I do. I always go to that self-service thing. So <laughs> i got to admit, I mess up. Like, I don't. I've they always have to like come and help me. They do. I I'm like, uh, three machines. Sorry. I'm like, oh, you know, what do I do? My thing is like, you know, when you put the milk on there and then you take the milk off, you put it back on, you take it off, then the machine just says go away. <laughs> well, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky. Uh, coming up after the break is our guest, Carrie Benuska. She is a working stay-at-home super mom. Um, she has had a lot of experiences in her life. She's full of fun. We're going to talk up to her about Balancing our lives as women. When we come back from the break, we'll also talk about Chrissy's perfect life. <laughs> your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, a live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, 
Hey, mamas. This is Sandra Beck and Christy Holly, and we're talking about selling our liver. Uh, Christy thinks <laughs> it grows back. Doris, uh, do you know anything about liver rejuvenation? I just know that uh, it does grow back. Okay, see? Because we were talking about how, you know, we have a cash crunch uh, this holiday season. We're thinking there's nothing left of us except maybe a liver or a kidney. And we were debating the liver versus kidney, and Christy says the kidney doesn't grow back, but the liver does. So, right, yes. Um, right. Or are they going to offer in chunks on eBay? <laughs> I don't know any other way to make it. I'm so to supplement our income? It is. It is. It's very hard this holiday season. And um, especially when you have little kids, big families, um, lots of obligation, and um, it's very, very difficult. And so we're going to go to Carrie Banuska right now, our guest. We're going to put this all on her shoulders and go, <laughs> Carrie, how do you get through the holiday season? Hi, ladies. There? I am. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> I wish I had all the answers. Now, how old are your kids, Carrie? So I have, I'm actually kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum from you guys. I have a junior in college, a freshman in college, and a junior in high school. So definitely, without a doubt, more than ever, I'm feeling the financial crunch with, I've, all, my kids go to very expensive private colleges, um, but I'm definitely kind of at a different stage, although I don't know. Whatever stage you're in, your family is always, my family is always the most important, and it it always takes a lot of time, no matter what. Does it ever get any easier? Um, or does it, it just get different? It just changes is what I would say. And in some ways I think it's been hard for me because when my kids were little, I was very focused. I knew I knew that I had these lives in my hands, and I knew that, I was in, you know, primarily responsible, obviously, with my husband as well, but on a day-to-day basis for teaching them and disciplining them, and and I really wanted to do it well, really wanted to do it well. So those years when they were home, were re- I was very clear about what I wanted to accomplish, and so I had a ton of purpose, and it was in many I mean, for sure, those were just incredible, wonderful years. And then I think that in-between time when they were in element or when they were in school, elementary school, those were probably my hardest years. And now I think I'm getting my, uh, I'm getting my groove again as I move back into the work world. Um, and I think I'm kind of reestablishing that sense of purpose. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm just kind of starting into it, I guess is what I would say. So now you've kind of done it all. You've been a stay-at-home mom. You've been a work-at-home mom. You know now you're you know you're working in real estate. I mean, it, you know you've kind of worn all those hats. You know what kind of advice do you have for us? Like for me and Christy, Christy's kids are same age as my kids. You know they're eight, five, and three, four, somewhere six, around there. Four, 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 six, four, six, and eight. Four, six, and eight. Yeah, I don't even know how old my own kids are. <laughs> Yours are five and eight. <laughs> you lost track. <laughs> You know, it's just a blur. You know, it's like Christy and I talk about this. Like, it's like in the morning. It's like being shot out of a cannon at dawn. And you, <laughs> it is. And we just we put our crash helmets on. We go through the day, and then it's like like last night. It was it was twelve fifteen by the time I shut my. I looked at my phone. Thought, crap! I didn't do all this stuff for tomorrow. I said, well, I'll be up in six hours. You know, and then you get shot out of a cannon again. 
Yeah. Well, I think for me, in those during those years, I was very particular about what I did and didn't do, and pretty much. So when I was when I was running, when my kids were very little, in like napping age. Um, you know, before elementary school years. And I never sent them to preschool. So that was through, I found it easier just to keep them at home <laughs> rather than <laughs> trying to take one to school. And so um, when they were home like that, and I was at that time running a bookkeeping business, I was like painfully structured as far as people would say, um, oh, I don't know, they would say, oh, do you want to go to coffee or can we do this or whatever. And between my kids' naps, because when they napped, that's when I did my bookkeeping work. And so I just would have to say, oh, guy, can't do it, but what about, you know, at three or, you know, whatever. I would have to really make that my top priority, getting that done. And then it was easy because they needed their nap as well. They needed some time uh, to get, you know, to get their rest. That was important to me. And so I think that at that time I had to really prioritize, but then when they went into elementary school, I was even more careful, and I only did things, I only volunteered, I feel like there's always someone tugging on your arm, you know, can you do this, can you do that, and I really only did stuff that directly connected to the kids. I tried to stay away as much as possible from the kind of like, you know, big big overall PTA mom jobs that didn't have any association. So I did a lot in the classroom. I did a lot. Um, and that's where I put my focus so that, um, you know, when they were at school, I was getting my stuff done that I needed to get done. And then when they were home, I tried as much. I didn't, I really almost didn't even answer my phone that much. I was just all about them from the time they got home from school on. So, um, for me, structure was really important. And it sounds like, Sandra, you're not the most structured gal, as you described yourself as a hippie bohemian, <laughs> huh? <laughs> I would say I lack in structure. I work sometimes on the kitchen table. I have a built-in office that I'm very rarely in. I have a second larger <laughs> office that I go in there to read my cookbooks. But, um, yeah, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was I was writing to a friend of mine. I was trying to explain to him what my life is like, and I'm like, well, sometimes I work like 14 hours straight so I can get up during the workday and go shopping. And he's like, what are you, 14? I'm like, apparently so. I, I just, I try to be as structured as I can. I'm just not built that way. Well, and I think, yeah, I think you have to be, I think you have to honor that. And for me, I am a structured person. And, like, I think I thrive in that environment. But if you're not, I guess that I think that what you have to do is you have to wake up every morning and you have to, this is what I'm doing right now with my business as well, you have to, you know, decide within yourself what, I do like a mission statement. What is the most important? If I only had four things or five things that I could accomplish today, what would they be? And and then you have to, you know, stay somewhat unifocused on that. And my guess is it's just loving your kids and being there with them. And so I did silly stuff like I never turned on the radio in the car when they were in the car, ever, because that's when we talked. And um and I did, you know, I tried. And then the other thing is is that I always made them breakfast and I always sat with them. And sometimes I would read to them or sometimes we would just talk about the day and what was going to happen. I tried to utilize all those moments. And so I just think that, you know, for someone who isn't as structured, you just have to keep your head on so that you don't spin off in a direction where you're like, why am I spending time doing this? This isn't even important to me. Um, and just keeping, you know, that very most, those very most important things, 
in mind every day as you st- as you start your day, and then when you put your head down at night on the pillow. I think that Tracy, don't you think Tracy, don't you think that's sorry? Don't call you Tracy. Sorry, are you? I don't even right know. I know. Two years on the air, and I just called you Tracy. I'm sorry. Like, um, just excuse me. I just put a fork in me. I'm done. I'm like a holiday roast. I'm just done. Um, uh, but I agree with her. I, you know, and I think like I could probably manage those four things in the morning. Me too. I was that. Those are very good ideas because I do find myself spinning off in a direction, going. Why am I doing this? I should have done that, and now I can't do, you know, these other things because I wasted my time doing this stupid thing, and I I am spinning like that all the time. Well, and you know the funny thing is, Christy, it's like the spinning part is what makes us really good at our jobs. Like, you know, it's like for me, for my company, you know, people come to my company to solve problems that can't be solved, to fix web issues that nobody can figure out, to come up with strategies where they don't exist, to come up with programs where they don't exist. So thinking outside of the box, floating around in my little alternate universe (laughs) works really well, you know, with me career-wise. It's just, it's like I have to somehow switch, like, flip a switch or something mm-hmm. that can, you know, apply these systems that I create for other people to myself. I just, I kind of fail abysmally at, I mean, here's a perfect example. Yesterday I searched all over the house for this TJ Maxx receipt because I accidentally bought two versions of the same Candyland for the kids for Christmas. Didn't know until <laughs> I threw the presents in the tub. So then I found the receipt. I drove into town. I went to five other stores, did everything I needed to do, came back. Look what's sitting over there by the phone. What do you see over there? Candy. Oh, I do. I still do that. I know. I still do that. But I think that um, I think that also what's so important during those years is just to have a sense of humor. You know what I mean? And I And I was always like, my kids went everywhere with me. And so... We would just, you know, wherever you are, we would just talk about whatever or, you know, it's like I just think it's that it's really making the use of every moment and realizing, I I guess my number one advice would be the fact, realizing every day that the time goes so fast, even though it doesn't feel like it now, you'll look back and you'll, you know, you'll have a little glimmer in your eye when you see, I'll see a mom that has a, you know, like a four-year-old, a two-year-old and a newborn and I'll go, oh my gosh, how did she possibly do that? But that was me. And I didn't even, you know, I didn't really think about it. And now it, you know, in some ways it feels like eternity ago, but in a lot of ways it just feels like yesterday. So I just think remembering what an amazing impact as a mother that we have an opportunity to, you know, to have upon our kids and realizing that we're not going to be perfect. I mean, like, I don't like hearing you ram on yourself, Sandra. That does absolutely (laughs) no good because we're all, I mean, we're, that's what makes us so unique is that we're all we all have faults, and I remember someone told me one time, they said, because I always wanted to be perfect as a mom, always wanted to be perfect, and someone told me, you know, if you, were per- if you actually got your wish and you were perfect as a mother, your kids would be terrible failures because they would never, ever be able to follow in your footsteps, and that really, uh, you know, affected me, so that's what makes you lovable as a mom, and that's what makes you who you are is your faults and your falters and your slip-ups and your, you know, I think we really have to embrace that and realize that, you know, none of us is perfect. 
Oh, Carrie, that was beautiful. We're going to go it to was. commercial break. We're so going to come back for more wit and wisdom from Carrie Banuska, and I'm going to talk about Christie's and my competition on whose kids can break more Christmas ornaments <laughs> in Walmart <laughs> in one calendar year, because right now I think I'm too ahead of you. I think you're <laughs> <laughs> show motherhood talk radio giving you interesting inspiring and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation this is motherhood talk radio and we'll be right back after these everyday autism miracles with shannon penrod friday afternoons at 2 1 central on toginet.com life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult it can be joyful happy and filled with hope Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spiritual perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday night at 8, 7 Central here on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holland. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly, Doris Rivas Brecky, and Carrie Banuska. How's that Woo-hoo. for like a mouthful? <laughs> I love it. So I want to share a little bit with our listeners the chit chat that the girls and I had on the break. <laughs> now, Christy, when Carrie said she wanted to be the most perfect mom she could, or she was trying to be a perfect mom, and if she could be a perfect mom, her kids would. I don't know. I forgot what she said. <laughs> they would fail miserably. They would fail miserably. <laughs> what was your comment? I said, well, God, if she was perfect, she wouldn't have any friends either. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's right. But we do try really hard as moms, you know, and one of the things that came up on the break, I mean, I'm a single mom, so by default, perfection is cracked right in half. Um, but 
<laughs> it also means that the entire responsibility of the holiday in my household falls on my shoulders. And I was, I got to admit this morning, was putting the, you know, putting the Christmas stuff up, putting the Hanukkah stuff up, feeling a little sorry for myself, going, oh, I have to do this all by myself. However, however, both of my girlfriends, Christy and Carrie, shared something interesting with me at the break. Who is responsible for the majority of the holiday festivities in each of your households? Sandra, well, I yeah, it's not fair to say the majority. <laughs> I'll say one hundred. Oh. Well, my husband would say oh. that, that it's never a hundred. Ninety-nine percent of the work falls on me <laughs> and me. So me, the poor single mom, should not feel sorry for myself. No. <laughs> Whether I had a spouse or not, holiday responsibility would fall on my shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. No, I had an amazing idea. Let's see. I think I did it last year and the year before. I was feeling very sassy after I was starting to make quite a bit of money in real estate. And so I actually hired a woman who wrapped all my presents. Oh. It was glorious. And she did, like, the most – she, like, bought all those little dingle balls and things to go on the top. I'm always, like, you know, whatever. It's just very down and dirty. Hers were yeah, beautiful. I, even put a bowl. Yeah. I know. But now I'm kind of bad. Now that I have two in college, I'm like, uh, got to wrap my own presents. It's like I want to do bows on my packages, and I'm always like down to the like down to the wire, down to the last minute, and they never get put on there. And I'm always like, oh you no! Know, and then like, they this get all to be so pretty one time. I know. I want it to look like you know those Christmas magazines, and they have those pretty you know Christmas trees, and the presents match the Christmas tree. It's like I am lucky to get the Snoopy paper, you know, in <laughs> the Thomas paper, like you know. Uh, oh yeah. In the same color family, much less, you Mine know, are, like, all different, too. and I want you to know that my tree is still filled with ornaments with my kids' pictures on them and, like, oh. little uh, popsicle stick, you know, uh, Christmas trees, and it's so funny. I've never, I don't know. I think I'll probably always be that way. That's good. I have the same sort of things, too. All Me the too. things that the kids Junk. have done. There's stuff, you know. <laughs> well, and my stuff. mom did something really fun when I was first married. And she gave me, because we used to get, I don't know, I haven't really incorporated that, this into my family, but we always got, we would go to, I grew up in Northern California, and we would always take a trip to San Francisco to see the windows and have a little shopping expedition. And I would put on my tights and my Mary Janes and a little skirt. Oh. It was very exciting. We would ride the train. And uh, we always got to get, pick out a Christmas ornament at Macy's, your own, you know, whatever you wanted. And um, so when I got married, my mom gave me all, the, all of those. So um, oh, wasn't wow. that sweet? I know it was very yeah. sweet. But that was really only not that many. And so my husband and I that first Christmas went to, I, it, there was no Target then. It was probably like Fedco or something, and got these <laughs> red <laughs> apples. And that was basically all. It was the ugliest tree ever. But it was, <laughs> that's all we had, so. See, in mine, I've been all over the world, Carrie, Doris, and Christy, and, you know, I don't like, I mean, I have a lot of crap in my house, but I don't really like tchotchke junk, um, but I will buy Christmas ornaments from all over the world. So I've, you know, one from the Tower of London, one from the Sydney Opera House, I mean, mm. all these things, but then... <laughs> 
when I had children and I found that, you know, one of them tried to chew the trolley car from San Francisco, uh, all that stuff went in the box. And if you look on my tree right now, you'll see, like, salt ornaments, you know, with my kids' oh, yeah. foot. <laughs> but I had another – I actually had – I never had the problem with the kids chewing things, but what I had the problem with is we have had several kittens during Christmas, and we had one – we've had a couple that will literally go to the tree trunk and, like, climb up it and then go after the ornaments. And so I think I had one to two years where I did not even put one ornament on the tree. It only had lights because otherwise they would have all been shattered on the ground. Instead, they got electrocuted. <laughs> exactly. It was quite a sight. Isn't there a, a kid's book about that? The cat who yes, stole the Christmas, you know, yeah, that was about yeah, it. Yeah, the cat. Yeah. Well, we talk about, Christy and I, we, we, we kind of have a contest with our kids to see, you know, who can make the most impact in the stores that we mutually shop in. Yeah. And yeah. recently, I took my kids to Walmart because, Carrie, I, we do a similar thing where I let my kids every year go pick out an ornament. I think it's fun and, you know... Um, and we learned that you can't put a box of glass ornaments on your little brother's head and tell him to walk. So that was, I think, six down. So and did you pay for those? What did you do with those? Did you spend them back on the shelf? No, I, I brought them up. I offered to pay for them. They, they didn't take my money. I also brought up, um, we, were, we were in Michael's, <laughs> and my five-year-old took one of those little Christmas tree cutouts that are ceramic. Oh, God. Dropped it, fell on oh, it. Oh, gee. So he cut his hand. Oh, that was oh $1.59 I offered to pay for it. And they're like, no, just please don't sue us. Here's a Band-Aid. Get out of the store. Um, I would be like, back. clean up on aisle two or, you yep. know, just like try to distance myself as much as possible. Oh, yeah. And then the capper was this past week. So that's, let's see, was there six in the first box, one in Michael's. We went back to Walmart because... Max was mad about something. He wanted a blue box ornament, a blue, and he'd seen one there, so we went all up and down the aisle. We found the last one, and by God, he dropped it in the cashier aisle. Oh, I my swear God. to God. Shattered everywhere. I was like, happy holidays. We're done. <laughs> I think we won this year. You did. We didn't break any at the stores. We've They've broken the ones at home, <laughs> their own. Their grandma gets them ornaments every year. Does she? Yeah, she bought them a Christmas tree for their room. So, and she goes after Christmas every year and buys all her grandkids Christmas ornaments. So she gives them the next Christmas so that when they get older and they have their own place, they'll have those very special ornaments. Oh, yeah. I still I still pull mine out and I'll go, oh, you know, and my kids think they're all so Stupid. The ones that I have—they're all kind of funny, but I love them. I still, I still remember, and it's—it's it's funny because as we put up our ornaments together, we usually only have a subset now because someone's not home or you know something's going on, and so whoever's there, I always you know, oh, I remember when I got this, and they look at it and they kind of go, eh, whatever. It's not too. They don't. They get excited about theirs though. They do get excited about theirs. See, that's good to know, because one year, Carrie, you guys know I do a Toys for Tots party. Doris, you and Christy were here. Um, one year, I did salt dough ornaments. Do you remember the salt yes, dough ornaments? that was and, fun. Yeah, I was going to do it this year. I just ran out of time. But, Carrie, we made all these salt dough ornaments, and the kids used Sharpie markers to color them, so they had, like, a little gift to take home. Yeah. Well, Max had one, and he stuck his fingers in it, you know, a little circle mm. stuck his fingers in it. And Wacky was little, and he stuck his foot in it. And so those are hanging on our tree. And right now I'm getting mocked by my own children who are like, who puts a foot on a Christmas tree? 
Holy <laughs> mom. But I love that little foot ornament. I know. Oh. They'll, they'll love it someday, too. Probably not. They're Niles and Fraser. <laughs> They're going to have decorator trees someday. <laughs> Their wife will love it. Their wife will love it. Yes. Well, and I, I think as far as the breaking thing, um, I know that, you know, it's funny because my first daughter was as close to perfect as you can get as far as she never fell, she never tripped, she never, you know, cut her knee, or she was just very cautious and careful. And, and so, and she literally would just walk by my side when we were at the store. And then my son, even though he's much more active, he wasn't a real, he would, he was always so huge. He plays football now in college he's six seven oh, right wow. yeah wow. six seven to two almost 240 i think and um so he always was the tripper he would his feet were always so big that he would trip but he wasn't really a breaker but then my third child my daughter like bless her soul just always had a little black cloud over her head and it was like <laughs> it was something like that like she was at a um, Wolfgang Puck <laughs> restaurant with a friend of hers, and her dad is is very influential or high level executive with that company, and she caused two of the waiters to drop their whole tray of <laughs> well, two of them in one time. Because wow. she's like me, Crash she like Benusha. gesticulates. Oh, I know, she gesticul- gesticulates with her arms, and she's so passionate. Oh. And so, bless her soul, we—that was the one that was with her, and she would, you know, she was my one that was in the, you know, in the emergency room with the stitches. And then I remember one year she had stitches right around Christmas, actually, and it was very much an ordeal. It was right above her eye. And she woke up. It was, she woke up in the morning. I think she was only like a year and a half, or no, maybe she was two, because she could kind of talk. And she said, "Mommy, um, I I had sticky things in my eye, and I pulled them." And I went, "Huh?" And I looked, and sure enough, that little devil had pulled out all of her stitches while she was still, because I think she was still, you know, no, you know, had Novocaine. And oh. I, I mean, you, well, because what Ugh. you didn't say is what I said over the break, you, you know, that I said I actually suck. I'm really, you, it's not like, I, it's not just that I'm not perfect, but oh my gosh, I've had my moments. And I was, I grabbed her by the shoulders and I said, Ugh. do you know what you've done? We have to go back and do it all over again. I mean, I was Ugh. like, and she was crying and sure, and I mean, I I did not show much patience, love, and forbearance at that moment. I grabbed her by the arm. I grabbed the other two and said, "We've got to go back to the emergency room." So um, I too have a breaker for sure. We love that. We love that. Well, this show is brought by Real Moms with real solutions to real problems. This is Motherhood Talk Radio with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky. You guys can check us out on iTunes under Motherhood Talk Radio. You can also go to our website, www.motherhoodtalkradio.com, or you can go to our parent site, which is Toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. We are two weeks before Christmas. The countdown begins for all of you moms listening there at home today. Just be patient with yourself. We're all doing the best we can. We get shot out of a cannon every morning. Carrie's kid is pulling her eyelids out or her things out. My kids are breaking ornaments. Parker's running all over town. It's a very, very good day. <laughs>
your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Multi-Ethnic Church with Mark DeMoz, Thursday afternoons at 1, noon central, is a show that passionately addresses the question, if the kingdom of heaven is not segregated, then why on earth is your local church? They call us Yes, increasingly, our diverse population and the diverse families it's producing is reshaping the face of the local church as people are beginning to recognize the power and beauty of walking, working, and worshiping God together with others of different backgrounds. How can your church overcome the obstacles, and why should you even try? Join a live chat with guests from around the country and the world to learn the effectiveness of churches in the 21st century beyond race and class distinction. This show has its pulse on what it will take for the church to find real reconciliation in our generation. So tune in for the Multi-Ethnic Church with Mark DeMoss, Thursday afternoons at 1, noon central, here on toginet.com. Attention parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less, and a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, a fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, with your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich, Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holland. This is Sandra Beck, and we are in our pre-Christmas roundup with Christy Holly, Doris Rivas Brecky, and our guest today, Carrie Benuska. Benuska, I, I, I'm going to pronounce it Benuska because it's my show. No, I think it's actually you're, you're closest to the homeland. It would be Benuska. So I think it's Benuska. Benuska. Because you've got Christy Holly that's like dancing, 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 Christy Holly. And then you have Doris Rivas Brecky, you know, which just makes me think like, you know, a big, like, I don't know, a big enchilada with a, with a, like, veal schnitzel on top. And then we have Terry Benushka, which, you know, we're going to have some borscht. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, I love names. And I, I ruin them on both shows. I get people's ranks wrong, Carrie, on my Military Mom Talk radio show. It's pretty much anything goes. Oh, uh, that's um, okay. But you know what, that's a big part of the attitude we have to have over the next two weeks is going, you know, what can I do to get myself through the New Year's holiday? Because we've got a lot coming up in these next two weeks. So I'm going to ask each one of you, I'm going to go to you individually, put the pressure on, and (laughs) ask you what you're going to do, whether it's Prozac, chocolate, caffeine, uh, massage, 
holding up. Can't even afford a massage. I know. Well, I'll rub your back. Right. You know, but uh, (laughs) that's as good as it gets over here. So let's see. I'm going to start with, we haven't heard much out of Doris today. We're going to go down to San Diego and (laughs) check out Doris. And Doris, what are you going to do to get through the holidays? Well, I've been listening to you guys, so I'm I'm thinking, but um, I've been feeling kind of humbug because, you know, Sandra, I just moved, and uh, I'm living back home with my mother, which just even saying that sounds gross. Doris, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Doris. <laughs> but after well, it's okay, listening, my dad's moving in, so we're just all <laughs> we're just. You know, it's just all crumbling down. We'll get through it. I think as yeah. Doris, I think as long as you don't wear matching Christmas dresses, you're okay. Or Trust sweaters. Me, yeah, we won't. Sweaters. No reindeer sweaters. <laughs> no, we won't for sure. But um, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to be uh, more open minded because I don't want to feel that way. So I've been going back to my whole faith thing and praying a lot and trying to. Um, trying to lean on the Lord to uh, make me feel more uh, gratitude-oriented. You know, at least I'm not homeless, so I should be grateful that I have a place to live. And, you know, unlike you guys that have children, I have animals. And um, so I'm grateful that I have a place for my two dogs and my two cats. And, um, you know, that's, that's where I'm going. I'm going back to the faith thing to get me through the holidays. Okay, good deal. All right, Miss Christy, what are you going to do other than yell at your kids and watch me <laughs> laugh at you? <laughs> I know. Well, I have decided, and I've been, um, I've been exercising. Good. So I'm trying to keep that, keep doing that on a daily basis, so I'm not crazy fat when I go into the <laughs> two years. <laughs> and I am going to probably consume a lot of caffeine and I'm gonna this year I'm gonna I think I'm gonna ask for some help. I Bravo. love that. Don't ask me. I'm not gonna I love that. That. <laughs> I won't be asking you. I would come help you. You know I would. I know but we I'm gonna get through a lot together. Yes. But I am going to you know my mom and my mother in law always offer but I feel like and it's just me going like, oh, they don't really want to do that. They don't really want to drive all the way out to my house, and it's a long way. And but you know what? If they offer, I'm going to. When they offer, I'm going to accept. And right on. That's huge. Right on. So, that's really because I know as moms, we we generally think you know we're in a bunker, man. We got to do it <laughs> ourselves. There's right. no light at the end of the tunnel till we get there. And yeah, but. You know, putting up the white flag and saying I need some help is actually a, a smart thing. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. That's, so, that's what Carrie, what are you going to do, my friend? Well, I what I've been doing for the last couple of years is I've really, A, been trying to simplify as much as possible and not put so many expectations upon myself that every, you know, as far as gift buying, I've really simplified. And then I've really focused on the experiences that I want to have with my family. And so whether that be baking cookies with the one daughter who loves to bake or whether it's um, we're all my son's uh, college football team is in a bowl. So we're all going to the bowl on the 21st. And that's that what bowl game gonna be and a what fest- team so we can root for him. Yes. Okay. He's a, he's a horn frog, a TCU horn frog, and they are um, going to be at the poinsettia in San Diego. So we're very excited. Oh. 
But that will just be a fun little opportunity for us all to be together. And so I just try to make, you know, use of all those little, you know, opportunities to experience together. And then um, I really try to be a student of my child, of all my children, and really try to find them things that I think that they'll really love. And really, like, all those little uh, traditions that they that they adore, you know, like, we always have the same breakfast and we always have the same dinner and, you know, all those things. I try. <laughs> to make sure that I make those a priority because I know that it really makes a difference and that they that they truly love it. And then the other thing is that I probably will have a few moments on Christmas Eve where I'll just like lose it and be so grouchy and you know just like ah. <laughs> and then but then I pull it together and you know whatever. But that's my plan. And I'm actually it's nice with real estate because it's a little slower during Christmas and so I've really been taking more time to just kind of get the stuff done I need to get done. Wow. Wow. And see, now I'm on TCU site, the, you know, it's like gofrog.cstv.com. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How fun is this? What is your son's name? We're going to root for him. His name Just is Luke. He's, no, he's a red shirt. He is, uh, he's like the fifth string tight end. He's a tight end and uh, number 87 after Dwight Clark for the 49ers, one of my favorite players. So we're very proud of him. He's a walk-on, so he's not even on the roster. He was a walk-on and he made it. And um, I know it's very fun. So I'm a football mom now as well as a volleyball mom and and all of whatever, whatever it is, an artist mom, whatever (laughs) they do, I love. Well, and we know as moms we are proud of all of our children and all the different unique capacities and capabilities and gifts and talents that they share with the world. But we're going to still root for your son. Go Frog. Thank okay. You. Go Frog. okay, but I have to tell – okay, Sandra and Christy, I have to tell you a secret that you guys obviously do not know. The kids can – you – I can tr- still trick my kids to this day. I used to do tons <laughs> of shopping with them when they were with me, and they would go, oh, I like this. And then, But I was always at a pretty decent store where I'd go, like, now that they like clothes, we might be at a nice clothing store, and I'll just look at the, um, you know, at the person behind the counter and go, that, you know, and they'll just start putting them behind the counter for me, and I've done tons, but when the kids were little, I did almost all their shopping when they were there. They just didn't even know it. Wow. I know. It's great. I know, like, like, like insider mom talk radio. (laughs) Sneaky mom. Sneaky mom. I don't know. At eight years old, they really think they're smart, though. They probably would would figure it out. But who's that for, Mom? That's what I want. Who's that for? That's what. Well, see, now I have a different thing in my house, you guys, because we have we have so many toys coming through. We had two thousand toys come through my house this year for Toys for Tots. And what happened, Carrie and Doris and Christy? One year is my older son was like, "Mom, how come?" He goes, "Are poor kids bad?" And I said, "Well, you know, poor kids are bad." He says, "Well, they only get one gift mm. for Christmas." Mm. And so I had to set the rule in my household that they understand that Santa brings them one very special gift and all the other gifts come from you know relatives come from family members and friends and so this year I actually took my two kids out to pick out some things that they liked that mommy could give them for Christmas I know it ruins the surprise we did a month ago so you know they're they've forgotten they're forgotten by now but we can't do that whole Santa gives many gifts because I really I didn't have an answer for 
our poor kids bad. And um, yeah. so, you know, we kind of had to change a little bit there in our mindset. So, But it takes the heat off of me because then I know Santa only has to bring one present. I make sure that one present under the tree is what they really requested. It's the most expensive gift that's always from Santa. And then everything else is from Uncle Jill, Aunt Steve, you know, Christy, you know, whoever whoever it is that gives them the gift. Um, but uh, I wanted to share with you guys uh, what I'm going to do this holiday season, and it's a compilation of the clients that uh, my company works for, the combat stress guide that I'm working for with the military, and some of these things that, um, in my experience in working with PTSD, that I'm going to do because PTSD is post-traumatic stress, uh, whether you call it a disorder or not. Uh, it is stress. And in the management of stress, one of the things that I learned this year is that when we go to a place of gratitude, when we are stressed out, um, we start making new pathways in our brain, if you will, when we think about the things we're grateful for. So the next time you, Christy, or Carrie, or Doris, or me, or any of us are really stressed out, um, the technique that I've been doing and I'm going to try this year is to go to a place of gratitude. I'm going to count in my head and name them, 10 things that I'm grateful for, whether it be my health, that I have kids to buy Christmas presents for, that I have a Christmas tree in my house. I want to thank the Lions Club for giving me a Christmas tree this year in honor of my mom. It's coming on Friday. Um, Yay. So many, so many things to be grateful for. And, Carrie, to echo your uh, sentiment about waking up in the morning and thinking about what you need to accomplish, I'm going to wake up in the morning and think about the things I'm grateful for and choose to be happy in the what we call the new normal because we're all adjusting in this economy. We're all going through tough times financially. I don't care who you are, how much money you have. Um, Christmas is truly about joy. It's about celebrating each other. It's about goodness and holiness and friendship and happiness. And those are the things that I think as moms we all need to remember remind ourselves of that if the cookies don't get done, if there's not <laughs> bows on the gift, Christy, if my stuff's wrapped in, you know, burlap or newspaper, or whatever. Or in a bag, over, in a bag. It's, it's truly the thought that counts. So uh, this is our, uh, amen. amen, amen to all yep. of it. This is our last show of the season. Uh, the next two shows are going to be uh, repeats. So for those of you that missed them, check in. Uh, I want to wish everybody on TogiNet staff, on Motherhood Talk Radio, Military Mom Talk Radio, and that is Christy Holly, Rick Swanson, Doris Rivas Brecky, Carrie Martin, Sabrina, Jill, John Martin. I'm sure I'm forgetting people. I got Doris. I got Robin. Um, I want to thank our guests this year. We're going to have a wonderful new season next year on both shows. I wish you a happy and healthy and fairly stress-free holiday. We're going to get there. Okay. Right on. Merry Christmas. Right on. Happy Thanks for having me, Sandra. Thank you, and happy Hanukkah to those of you who celebrate Hanukkah. I'm going to blow that again this year, too. Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly on Toginet.com. Join us every Tuesday as we